This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome in, Stars fans, to another edition of Spits and Suds. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan. Five out of six points, not a bad way to start your season. And I'm joined by multi-Stanley Cup winner and Ed Balfour and Ken Hitchcock are being inducted this weekend into the Stars Ring of Honor slash local Hall of Fame and... I will keep pushing this, a guy that needs to be there because there might have been some dust-ups if it wasn't for Craig Ludwig being in the middle of these two, and he joins us now from Anaheim, in fact. How are you? I am uh, I'm good. It's a nice, uh, beautiful day in Anaheim. I don't know what it's like in Dallas, but I'm sure it's a little bit warmer there uh, than it is here, so... Uh, early start here, and we got a game with our U18 team tonight at, uh, it's 5.30 we start here tonight, so, um, anyway, it's a good day, good start. It's always great starting the day off talking to Gavin. Yes! I, I, I love it. Okay. You're gonna clip that too, aren't you? You're gonna Hell clip that. Hell yeah! Here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play oh, yeah. it every Saturday night when I'm home alone. Oh. <laughs> okay, bad visual again. <laughs> so... When you go back to cities like Anaheim, does it bring back memories for you? Um, you know, not not necessarily. I mean, yeah, the beach bars, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> but not like you're I'm not thinking J.S. Jaguar or. Oh, I thought no, no, I thought you were talking about entertainment. Um, no, it's uh, yeah. As soon as we land, uh, our goalie coach came with us. Billy Pie came on the trip this this weekend, and uh, the first thing you get off the plane. That's where we're going. <laughs> like, <laughs> where are we going? Whole day off. So there's still uh, there's you know some of the places are still here. We're we're about uh, uh, I think we're about 15 minutes or so from from Newport Beach, and so um, but we tomorrow we uh, actually tomorrow afternoon we talked about it. We we've got a our guys got a game tomorrow right around noon. So, um, again, we're only playing one a day here. So, um, we may, we may take them to, you know, let them do a little sightseeing over there. while while the three coaches do a little sightseeing of their own. (laughs) Yeah. You must be a popular (laughs) in the bar. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, we might go for a couple beverages at during the day. Sure, you can find in, find these little places that got about, 60 beers uh, on the shelf. So, yeah. See if Wisconsin's on the tube. It all depends on how we do. And if we don't do well, and we're actually playing the Anaheim team tomorrow afternoon. So, and they're they're good. They're they're a good team. Um, So, sometimes you're in a bad mood. I I know I shouldn't be in a bad mood with this, but but I am. Yeah. Was there relatability for you, though, like coming into a new city in Dallas who had never had hockey and then going when you played to a city like Anaheim that was 
just kind of trying to grow the game. I mean, there was the LA Kings, but then Anaheim came in. Uh, well, I mean, I think when Anaheim came – well, it, I think it was weird for us as we moved along. I mean, you're talking about having three three NHL teams in the state of California. You know, that I think that <clears throat> just in general, um, which which is hard, I think, for the hockey fan that's in the rest of the country because – and they, they talk about uh, East Coast bias all the time when it comes to players and talking about MVPs and all this other kind of stuff. And, and really that has a lot to do with – People just aren't staying awake to watch, you know, the teams on the West Coast play. The games sometimes are starting, you know, you're sitting in Dallas and, you know, there's there's a team out here. Well, what the game start local time last night? Nine, nine, nine. something like that? Yeah, Dallas, nine. Right? You know, and it's a, it, it's it's not like it's a, you know, it, I, I think it's different when, it, when it's a, a Friday or Saturday um, because people are, you know, whether they're at home or sitting in bars and it's nice to be able to go to a, um, well, I don't know about everybody, but I mean, when I, you know, when I venture out, it's it's not like at five in the afternoon, you know, it's, it's more later and things like that. And so it's nice to be able to sit down at, you know, nine, 10 o'clock and, you know, your, your local team is playing on TV. So it, it actually um, started as kind of therapy for us because <laughs> that's when the Rangers, uh, unfortunately they tied it up and then fell behind. So, um, it was a good opportunity to look elsewhere and then we saw that first period of the Dallas Stars and we said oh this is not going to be a good night but to their credit are you saying that you could are you saying you could kind of put the the series was 2-0 and all of a sudden it's 2-2 a little bit behind you in the rearview mirror for 24 hours or so until this afternoon when hopefully the yeah. rangers make it 3 to 2 yeah yeah it's just are you going to be in your plushy suite today no 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 i'm back here no, no plushy sweet. Oh, yeah, you're back there at the grind. You're just grinding her out I'm there grinding, man. Someone's got to yeah, do the behind the scenes, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. No, well, the Dallas Stars grind, were grinding, too. I mean, the last couple of games. I thought they were they were good. I, I, I wasn't I wasn't super crazy about the, the Vegas game. It had nothing to do with the score or anything like that. But I thought you can tell, and I think we talked about this when we first got started, you can tell that it's still – you know, getting, getting up to, up to speed, you know, and I, I thought the Vegas game, both teams were, I mean, it was a good game, um, but it was, it was sloppy at times. And only from the standpoint, when you got two good teams, you expect to see the passes clicking and the power play breakouts clicking. And, you know, both teams had their, <clears throat> you know, their bumps, but, you know, and, and the coaches all know that, you know, it, it's going to take us, like I said, it takes you somewhere around 10 games to start, you know, having everybody running on, on on all cylinders and and being together last night. You know, and again, even even for last night's game, you know, there were there's there's you know some breakdowns that you know I, I what were the shots in the first period? Something like ten or eleven in the first to one in the first ten yes. minutes or something like that. Yeah, Jake Ottinger kept that game at one nil. Yeah, he did. He did a real nice job. And you know, he's done well. Uh, it, 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 wouldn't you? Wouldn't you say? I mean, you could, there's two guys I'm looking at. Well, and you got to throw Miro in there. I mean, yep. Miro's obviously up and running. I mean, he he's good. I, there, I'm still on the same. There was the goal last night, and, and and it gives me ammo for our players. So sometimes I'm okay with it. Like when I look at that that two on one goal uh, that Miro was on, um, I didn't like exactly how he played that, but it gives me the opportunity to clip it, show it to our defensemen, and things like that. But um, there, there's a couple. I mean. You, you, you hit the nail on the head when it when it comes to the goaltender. I mean, Otter's been 
fantastic uh, to start the year. And the other guy, I don't know. If, it's Wyatt Johnson for me. Um, <clears throat> he's He's been great. And I'll tell you what, he's yeah. getting rewarded too. I, I think he played the most minutes last night of any forward um, or, or was the night before. But the last two games, he's he's in the top two among forwards in, in minutes played. So, I mean, where you'd think it would be Robertson and Dabelski and Hens and things like that. So it just shows you the where where there's, you know, two, three other guys that seem to take the spotlight for the stars. You know, they're, that's when you talk about the depth. And when you got a, a young player like that, that um, coaches – you know, really trust, yep. um, you know, it goes a long way. Yeah. Especially, you know, what Johnston's doing defensively as well. Um, I think that kind of gets lost in the shuffle where analytic society now, where we immediately look at points, but you know, another guy that I think is actually off to a really good start. That's not necessarily showing up on the score sheet yet is uh, Matt Duchesne. I thought he had a really active game last night. Yeah. I think he, I think he's looking at this coming into this team as a real opportunity for him, you know, he didn't, uh, I mean, he's not making the kind of money that he has in his past couple contracts, but you know, it's probably for him. He's looking at it as an opportunity to get a uh, first, first and foremost for him maybe is uh, get back on the map as being an elite player. Um, I think he thrives in, in, in teams like this because this is a, it's an up-tempo team. Dallas wants to get up and go. And, and they've got the parts to do that. And so I think he looks at it and figures that he fits in well with this. Obviously, you know, being able to – a go-to guy now, it seems like, in the shootout is nice. I mean, because those are important points. You want to get the – it doesn't seem important, I think, right now. But as the season rolls along and you can get that extra point in the shootout, um, whether you like the shootout or not um, – you know, when it comes down to positioning at the end of the year, you look back, it's nice to be able to have two guys you can lean on. Um, I remember back in our day, you know, you you had Yuri Lettinen, who just seemed to be automatic, and Sergei Zubov, and it was a one-two punch. And, and now, you know, with, with uh, Robo, um, who just makes it look effortless and at times, and, and now maybe it's Matt Duchesne. Um, so, but yeah, you, you like his speed. He's an East West player. Um, so I think from a coach's standpoint, you have to make sure you play him with the right two people that, and, and it seems like their lines, you know, they're happy with their lines because you don't see a lot of juggling at least, you know, here early. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree there. One of the things that I really liked about last night and they clearly were outplayed they knew Anaheim was young, fresh legs. I mean, this is an Anaheim team that took down Carolina the other day, too. So um, they're an exciting team to watch, and they're rebuilding. But, you know, coming back after that first and then playing a solid game, I like that. I mean, in the past, Luds, we've seen kind of third part, uh, third period lapses. And I feel like in the early part of the season, two things have happened. One, they're getting stronger as the game moves along, um, which which I like. The second thing I really like, and maybe this is part of DeBoer's style, is I felt as though under Bonus and even Monty, you know, they'd get a lead and then they'd kind of go into that shell, um, play more defensive style. And even down to the last couple of minutes last night, the Stars were still going at Anaheim. And I like that style because – 
you know, if you just let the team kind of come at you, that momentum change is tough. So that those are two things that I've noticed, the resiliency and the continued aggressiveness. Yeah, and I think that's the way that Jim Neal wanted to put the team together. Uh, you, you know, I, I, this is not a a three, two league anymore. And, you know, you're, you're scoring, you know, six to seven goals. And I think it's become exciting. And, and, you know, and, and I would say just to start with the first thing you said, when they came back in the second period, to me, that's a veteran team. And whether a coach comes in and loses his mind because he didn't have a great first period. And when you have a veteran team, you can, when the coaches walk out, you can say, Hey, relax. We got this. We know, you know, we know we got another level, blah, blah, with a little bit of calmness. If the roles would have been reversed last night and Dallas was pummeling Anaheim early, I don't think that the Anaheim team could do that. And that's only because the amount of youth that they have on their team, they haven't been down the road. They haven't played with confidence and, and been able to come back in NHL games yet. So I think a lot of that has to do with, the Pavelskis and the Jamie Benz and Sagans. And, you know, you can go down the list with this team, with the veteran guys. And then some, you know, if it gets down the road this year and it gets into game 60 and 70 and things are going a little sideways at the wrong time of the year, now they're going to start calling them old. They're tired and old. Yeah. I, it just comes with the territory. But <clears throat> but I think that that's Pete DeBoer. I, and, and you're right. And I think that – but you have to know your players. Like you, you've got you've got thoroughbreds on this team, and and you you don't want to pull the reins in on them. I mean, Rupe was flying last night. You know, I sure was. I um, I mean, he is just such a difference maker when he's healthy, and when he he just backs people off. It, it you know, I it, it's probably not fair to to compare him to I don't know Nathan McKinnon. It's funny I had the I had the the. the the abs on one channel in, in, in the room here. And then I had the other one on the, on the computer and I got McKinnon flying to my right. <laughs> and I got Ince flying to my left and, uh, or McDavid, but, um, you know, when Rupe's going, uh, it's, it's just, it's, I, I it would be, it's a nightmare to, to play against him. And then, you know, and again, that's the league that, that, that's what this league is. So, um, and I think you, you don't want to pull those guys back. Look at Miro. Miro picks the puck up behind his own net, and, and before you know it, he's at the offensive blue line. So um, <clears throat> when you have those kind of parts and pieces, you know, you, you play to your strengths, and, and and that's kind of where I believe the coaching staff is and saying, listen, we're not crazy about getting in shootouts. And then the other reason that you can play that way, especially, I mean, and we did it here even at this level uh, a couple of years ago, and I changed my philosophy on how I felt that we needed to – to teach these kids how to play at times is because we had a team that could score and we were scoring four or five goals a night. And you may say, oh, geez, it's only the U18s. Well, there's other teams. There's, there's 200 teams in this, you know, in the country that play kind of around this level. And so there's a lot of good teams, but, but you just have to go, you play to your strengths. And, and, and I think that that's what ours was. And I think when you have teams like this, you got to say, you know what, we're going to have to live with a couple defensive errors or, or, or positioning on our own end and because but we can we can kind of live like that because we have some game changers and, and I think and and on that same philosophy is that why isn't that why Jim Neal probably went out this this summer and said that Matt Duchesne would be a really good fit for our team yep so you know again kind of adding adding to your stable yeah and I don't even want to say that Joe Pavelski's 39 anymore 
I just want to talk about him as a player. Because- yeah, but you know what? I'll tell you what. He is 39. He's going to be yeah. 40, and he doesn't skate like the two guys he plays with. And no. not that Robo's not a speedster. The only thing is sometimes because Hintz is going so damn fast, he makes everybody else look slow too around him, right? <laughs> he does. But Joe Pavelski, Joe, Joe's hockey IQ yes. is still 24, and it's always going to be 24, 24. Joe is just a smart player. Everything he does is quick. Like he, if, if you watch that replay of the of the pass that Joe made to Hintz last night when he went up the middle, and, and you know, just beautiful goal. But you, if you go back and you watch that, Joe saw him coming before he got to the offensive blue line. He was at about the center at the center line, and he saw Pavelski winding up. He already knew what he was going to do before Pavelski got to center ice. Or sorry, before Hintz got there. Joe knew as soon as he got with his speed, I guarantee you, if you could see one of them kind of infrared radar things out there, he was able to scan where the two defensemen were that he's playing against and the gap that was in the middle of the ice and how Pavel or uh, Hintz was winding up. And and Pavs just got to that offensive blue line, and he knew there is going to be a white blur going right through these two guys, <laughs> and I'm just going to lead it, and and he made a perfect pass. I mean that that's the thing about Joel Pavelski is, is I mean he he is the just such the right guy to play with these two players because he understands their strengths. And he know, and he's probably telling them just get to that spot. That's what Zuby did with with Mo. And when Mo was flying around, and, and Mo would say things like, "Man, Zuby, I gotta, I gotta slow her up. Or I gotta go." He goes, "No, just go where you're gonna go. I'll get the puck there." And they trust in each other. And I think Hints trusts Joe, and Robo trusts Joe. Get to certain places on the ice, and if he's got the puck, he's gonna get it there. You know, and that's it's the majority of the time he he puts it where they want it. And so, um, yeah, he. What is he at now? Four hundred and what is it? Four hundred and fifty something. Yeah, right now? I, you know, the, and they were talking, like you know, uh, on the post game about yeah, an NHL Hall of Fame, and I mean that's clear, that's clear, where I was going. Yeah, you clearly know, the and I'm, I, U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, I just think he 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 needs to be in the conversation whenever that time comes. Yep, but you know he needs to win a cup. I mean, uh, just for him, he need he's 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 taken some some hard hits, you know, in his career. He's paid the price that way. He's played with some really good players, obviously. He's been a captain for, I don't know what it was, eight, nine, ten years, you know, in San Jose. And yeah. he's a leader. He, he's, a, he's a great human being, um, you know. And, and again, some of the criteria from what I understand is, you know, did they win a major award? You know, again, we can talk about the GM that didn't return my phone call trying to get tickets right here sitting in Anaheim, Pat Verbeek. Um, Are you serious? Yeah, but you know what? Our alumni director, the the amazing Bob Basson, maybe gave you the wrong number for Beaker. So <laughs> I sent a message to Beaker a couple days ago and said, hey, and I even said, hey, do you got somebody you can put me in contact with that we could buy? And I put in breakfast to buy tickets from you, hoping that he go, oh, no, you know, we'll get it. Anyway, I never got a. I never got a return message, but I'm going to blame this one on Basson, not on Verbeek. Okay. Maybe he gave me the wrong number because I don't have a But you're right. Number. You're right. Despite him not taking care of you, he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Have Verbeek. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I I mean, Beaker's got, what, 500, 600 goals, whatever it is. Yeah. I, I just don't. And Beaker's got a Stanley Cup. I, I don't understand why that guy's name doesn't come up. But back to Joe, it's going to be the same conversation. Um, again, uh, you know, I, I you don't hear his name thrown around, but maybe that's still because he's playing. But right. I'm just saying when he's done, it, it would be nice. You know, Joe can get say Joe can get 30 goals this year on this team. He probably can playing with those two guys. He can. Yep. That puts him um, at, more, uh, for perspective. You know, it's kind of like the OV thing, you know, that's going to only need what 70 some goals, but Jesus, it looks like he's skating in mud right now. But anyway, yeah. 49 um, goals to get Joe's to 500 used to skating at that speed. <laughs> you know, he's been doing it. So, <laughs> so I don't see, I don't see his game diminishing. And again, I can, I can see another one year deal. If that's what Joe wants to do. And that's what yeah. Neil wants to do. You know, again, we're, what are we, five games into the season right now? We're talking about an extension for Joe. I don't know. Yeah, three games played, three points. Uh, if you didn't hear me, 49 more goals gets him at 500. I think if he can get to that 500 threshold of 500 goals, he's well over 500 assists, so he's over 1,000 points. Um, he's about to pass Pat LaFontaine as far as American goal scorers. So, wow. It's just... You know, it's just amazing, and it's not like he's a piece. And what I mean by that, because I think pieces in, in hockey, you can speak to this, Luds, are so vital on a team. Like, you know, you pick up a wily veteran. It's like, That's a good piece. That's the piece we needed. He's like not a piece. He's like a the piece of this team. He's just such a major part. And we talked about this on the show. I'm not taking anything away from Hints or Robo. But at the same time, I do wonder if Pavelski steps away or gets injured, how good is that line? We've seen that with Sagan, and Sagan does a nice job, but you know, Pavelski just helps those guys out so much. Wouldn't it be interesting? <clears throat> and and again, just to shift from Joe a little bit, could Matt Duchesne play with Henson him? I don't know. Probably not because he's not really a winger, but but Duchesne is a puck distributor. Yes. You know, and and I, 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 like I think that. that, again, you know, him feeling good playing in this system, playing with this group of guys, he might be good. But, uh, but anyway, but but Joe just brings so many other things to the table, you know, than, than just that, you know, on and off the ice. So, um, but, but yeah, and again, I, I think Joe's going, he's probably, and everybody ever wants to talk about his speed, which doesn't even stand out because he's such a good, smart player and makes the right plays all the time. And he, and, he gets to the right areas of the ice in the offensive zone. I mean, we saw him tip one in the other night from, from Haskinen. And so, I mean, that's just, he's just, there's no fear in him. And he's just a, a very cerebral, you know, player along with, uh, you know, all of his other, you know, his hockey IQ and, and his hockey skills. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I wanted your perspective last night, you know, it was further talked about that Jamie Ben had a, a fight in Vegas and, you know, to create momentum when, I, I guess they just don't want to talk about it. This is the quote unquote answering the bell for what he did to Mark Stone in the Western Conference Finals. As a player, how does how does the room know when the right opportunity is? How do you know as far as who picks? Because in this time in this case, Stone didn't go, Haig went. Stone was very thankful. And I mentioned with Sean the other day, it doesn't need to be the player that was injured. You know, a lot of times it's just a guy. We saw O'Connor go uh, at it with Eberle the other night for retribution on what happened to uh, Cagliano during the playoffs, Seattle, Colorado. So, you know, it happens in hockey. 
Um, and I just wanted to get your thoughts. Have you ever been in a situation like that? And can you take us inside a room as far as the process of answering the bell? I don't think there's a process. I don't think it's a team thing. I think it's an individual thing. And, you know, there's, a, there's you know, there, there's loyalty among all these teammates. And, and, there, and hockey players are like elephants. They have a long memory. And they remember. And so they remember back to the playoffs. It wasn't that long ago. And so it was their captain that that got that went down. It was their captain that had been in and out of the lineup for the last couple of years. It's their captain that has back back problems and, and has played through apparently a lot of, uh, you know, a, a lot of pain to get into the lineup and to, and to get into the playoffs last year to score some important goals as a captain and then to ultimately raise the cup and then the home opener and all that kind of stuff that, you know, and I think that, you know, he came in to that organization with a big, big, big contract. And he's lived up to the contract from the standpoint of whether he's injured um, you know, and, and probably still does everything that he would if he wasn't, uh, in the lineup. <clears throat> and so I think that that's a family it's a, and they're even tighter now than they were the last, since he got there because of the, the success that they've had since he's been there. So, and you talk about Everly, I mean, these are, I mean, this is a very hockey is a, is in my opinion, it, it's different than other sports. The 23, 22 players are tight players, regardless of you're new it doesn't take long to become part of a family, especially when you have a good group. And I think that <clears throat> obviously, I mean, didn't I think Vegas returned everybody but but what Smith and a couple other players from that Stanley Cup team. Yes. And, and that was probably done for a reason. Um, you know, from their from their owner and GM and coaches and said, listen, <laughs> it isn't often we had it in Dallas. It's not often when you can have that many players that get along that well and accomplish that kind of stuff. And that's why I think when you're a coach, there's a lot of times you're like, I don't need to go into the room. I know we didn't, we played like shit here in the first period, but I'm just going to go in because that's what people expect us to do, but I'm not going to say anything because I know that we have the leadership in there. And I think that's, I think that's what Haig was saying. You know, this is one of our guys. This is our guy. And and I and you can't. I mean, Jamie knows it's coming. I mean, not that he knows it's coming, but it's not like it's unexpected. Um, so the good news is you get it out of the way early. I mean, I think. I mean, that's kind of what this stuff is about. When it's not, this isn't somebody that's going to be sentenced to twenty five years in prison because of a hit they put on somebody. Now, Matt Dumba on Pavelski, that may be a little bit different. And I was going to ask you, you know? about that. That's November fourteenth. Yeah. The Coyotes are in Dallas. Yeah, he now I, plays I would, for Arizona. You know, that, that that could be a little bit different. That that to me is Matt Dumba against the twenty guys that are in the lineup all night long. That that's what it is to me. That's not a one on one thing. That that is <clears throat> that is a little bit different. But these other ones, it's the playoffs and it's you know it's it's all this other kind of stuff that goes on and and you you kind of and the thing is okay let's get it out of the way in game one let's move on the rest of the year we're going to play them another two three four times whatever it may be we're going to get back to business as we get down down the road you get into game 60 game 70 
do you want to get a suspension at that time of the year? You know, so if I get a suspension, you jump a guy, you get a game or two, you know, let, let's just get this out of here. If that happens, serve it early, serve it in the first 10, 15, 20 games of the year, and let's move on. And we got that, we got that there. Let's go play hockey. Was the one that you remember around, it may happen again. Was the but one that you remember most was uh Ronick? <laughs> well, see, there, there's a difference in players. JR, I mean, there's another guy that should be in the Hall of Fame, by the way. Yes. Um, and I like JR. JR is a good dude. He does a lot off the ice, um, very vocal, but that's JR. Um, that, that's, see, that's a different kind of player. That That's, you know, he's a yappy player. So yappy players are all Matt Barnaby. You know, guys would love Barney for, for a teammate. But he's he's probably hard to have as a teammate at times. You know, we I Cole Lemieux played with Cole Lemieux. I mean, God, he's hard. I mean, he he will go to battle. He'll go to the wall for you. But Jesus, like, stop picking on the wrong guys on either team night after night because guys <laughs> got to get involved all the time. And that's why sometimes you just kind of go, Peppy, it's time for you to you know fight your own battles this time. You know, when somebody jumps you, don't look around because you're just going to have to do it. So it, it I think so much of that depends on the player depends on the and not that any of them are bad teammates but we know you know and like look at steve ott otter otter was one of the best at yapping right yes but otter could fight his own battles yeah you know unless it was a big if there were you know obviously a heavyweight then then somebody will step in for him and that didn't that very rarely happened same with barnaby and you can get on the wrist jr again like i said jr was kind of a you know, he's a verbal guy. He he gets in your face and he smiles and he does, you know, all those little things and he kind of gets under your skin. You know, I mean, I, that's why I bring up Lemieux because I thought Claude was, uh, they were similar kind of players, but, but anyway, it, it's part of, it's not the code. It's just a respect thing from, from your own teammates to a very important player on your team that, you know, was done wrong. Uh, and, and that's how they feel. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So are you chatting amongst yourselves on the bench when it happens during that game to say, is one person saying to the rest of the team on the bench, if you have a chance, you have to go after him? Nope. Not okay. not in the Dallas Stars thing because okay. they know Jamie knows what to do. That's okay. my opinion. I, I don't, 
you know, but but again, even even still, you're not going into the next season when you when you when that game comes around, you're not there's not a conversation in the morning skate. There's not a conversation the day before. Hey, so and so is coming to town. You know, you got to go get him. That you don't it's you don't have to talk about it. It, it it's given. It's a given that that whoever the first if this happens at that and it doesn't have to be Jamie. I mean, it, it could have been it could have been Robertson. It could have been Hints. You know, not not that that's what you're. You know, they're not expecting to do it. But I'm just saying that you know going in. You, like I said, memories like elephants, hundred percent. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. It was. It was. And what makes it even harder is it was a team that that knocked you out of the playoffs and then held the trophy a few weeks later. And it's a team that you may have to go through again. You know, I think that's that's a part of it. And, you know, we weren't happy with the way it went down last year in the playoffs. And, and so, you know, here we are. And, and, you know, yeah, big deal. They got the they got the extra point, we'll call it, um, in game one this year. But, you know, as you get closer to the playoff picture, um, you know, you'll see things. I, I don't want to say heat up in, 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 in that manner, but they're going to be a little bit heavier games because more than likely a couple of weeks away from, um, the last time you meet Vegas or Colorado, whoever that's going to be, you know, it's probably, I, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and it's probably one of those teams that you're going to have to get through at the end of the year, if everything goes right to get to the finals. Yeah. And I'm guessing that Wedgwood probably goes tomorrow night, Luds. You know, you've had Ottinger's on a roll, but you got to give him, you got to give Wedgwood at least a game because Coming up at the beginning of November, you have, uh, I think, four games in six nights. You're going to have to give them some work. Well, I don't know if I'd give them the Saturday game. It hasn't been a heavy schedule. That's true. And Hey, when you can get points, you put them in the bank. You, you know, typically your season isn't going to just roll along and, you know, win five out of every four games. <clears throat> so, you know, I, I don't, I don't think he's. I mean, he. I, I was almost going to say overtaxed. There's been games he's had to. He's had to make too many, too many big saves, right? So um, he has. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think he's. I think he wants to puck every night right now. I'd play him again. Yeah. I mean, I would, but who knows? I, I, I don't know. You know, and again, I think that coaches come into the season. And they have a a schedule, you know. Now you're not playing. Who is is it? Philly. Philly. Who's on Saturday? Philly. Yep. Philly. You know what? And Philly's gotten off to a good start this year. They so, have big win against and, Edmonton. And it's not it's not somebody in your division. It's not somebody in your conference. But at the end of the day, two points is two points. You know, this is a team that you should beat. You know, they're they're a team that's rebuilding. You should beat them. And and so if DeBoer and, and his goalie uh his goalie coach decide that it's time for Wedgie to get in there, uh, it would be a good opponent, you know, then that you know, again, that's I do believe that like I said, I told you this a while ago, when Patrick Waugh came in in Montreal and Patrick got to be become Patrick after a year or two, he would go into the coaches. Here's the games I'm gonna play. Here's the 74 games I'm playing this year. I'm playing this one, this one, this one, all the way down the schedule. You know that's that's not the case, but but they do have a plan. I mean, I, I think they're. I think it would be smart. Um, 
that if you could keep Otter to somewhere between, I don't know, somewhere around 60 games this year, 55, 60 games, yep. you know, get Wedgwood if, if uh, you know, you, you go through your, your schedule, like you said, when there's, you know, there's four games and six nights, you know, he's got to play a couple of them and depending on how, how it is, you know, I don't, I don't think you, um, you don't want Otter playing a lot of back-to-backs if you've got a good backup goaltender or any goaltender, you'd like to be able to, you know, because it, it's that, it's that back and forth and up and down and groins getting tight and all that other kind of stuff that those are the kind of injuries for goaltenders you have to try to stay away of. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and, a couple people um, were talking about Sagan last night, and I would just counter with the following. Five out of six points, you're playing well, and a lot of your guys still haven't scored or haven't gotten going yet. So I think you're in a really good position, and I think you have a the depth of this team, as we've talked about, Craig, reminds me of when you were with the Stars. I think clearly your teams were deeper, but at the same time, I love the depth because – you know, just a few years ago, after the second line, we'd say, okay, wait until the first and second line comes back. But, I mean, I like the lines. Uh, I like that you can take a uh, you know, a Smith and insert him into the lineup. Um, and, you know, he scores or, uh, you know, I mean, I just, I just like, you know, you have healthy scratches that are quality NHL players. Joel Hanley hasn't played yet, you know, defensively. Uh, I did want to ask you about, I think Nils Lundqvist is playing really well. Sean and I talked about that the other day. Luds, I love his confidence. I love that, um, you know, his skating ability. I think he's using his body much better. Um, you know, I'm really impressed with Nils Lundqvist so far. Wait, now, didn't I say that on our first podcast? You sure did. Yes, I did. Okay, just so you know. Just Credit so to, remember. to Luds. No, I, I saw it from that first game that he played. I mean, it's his, it's his decisions. I I think that it's the biggest thing for young defensemen. Um, And again, I, I've, I've had this conversation with three of mine, you know, at a a 17, 18 year old uh, at that age about your quicker decisions and because things happen quicker and maybe when you're playing in the minors or your last junior team, you're away, you, you get away with it sometimes. And I think it's a responsibility of a coach to be able to allow them to do that because it's part of what they do. But they have to understand that you don't always have to look for a different play. The, the, sometimes the best play is the easiest play. It's a, it's a 10-foot pass. And what I had noticed from the first game was – how he when he moves the puck generally it's on the tape and it's hard it's there it's there right now so you know i i love that he moves it and and that and all that's going to do it's going to keep on getting him more opportunities you know what i mean the coaching staff are like oh yeah we, we he's ready to go you know let's get him back out there again and because he's playing somewhere between 15 and 17 minutes a night that's not a number six defenseman. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you look around the league, and I think that's the way that the board tries to run his whole group. Like, there, you don't really find anybody that plays seven, eight minutes on the team. You're a fourth liner. You're getting your 12 to 15 minutes. You're a fifth, number five, number six. You're getting, you know, 14, 15 minutes. And that's that's right where he is. And he's going to – there's going to come a point, if he continues on this, you know, they're going to say, Hey, let, let's, let's give them a couple more. Let, let's, you know, 
take a little slack, give them a little slack here, you know, a little more rope and do a little bit more. And I, and that's one of the things that, that I like to do with our guys is like, you know, I want you to get to this point and, and you don't have to do all these things right now. And, and you're going to, and it's going to seem like you're not doing anything. It really is. Especially for the guys that <clears throat> consider themselves a little bit more offensive. It doesn't seem like you're doing enough, but you really are. And especially from the standpoint of, of the guy that's sending you out there and when he's sending you out there. And when a coach leans over, you come back to the bench and you're like, hey, carry it a little bit longer. You know, get up, get get more involved in the offensive zone. Now you're now they kind of get their ears up and you're like, all right, here we go. But just be careful. You know, it, it's about just knowing the wins and where's of where, when to go and when not to go and you know, your responsibilities. And, and I think that, I think he's just comfortable right now. And, and I think if you see, you know, 15, 20 games, he's pro you're probably going to see him get more involved and, and do a little bit more. And I think as of right now, they're just saying, make the good first pass, be in the right position in your own end, defend first. You're, you know, you're not a big guy and you come in, you know, with, with the reputation of being an offensive guy and some of that, one-dimensional play maybe has gotten him into some some tough tough spots early on and so the trust wasn't there from the coaching staff and so you have to reestablish that trust and i i'm, I'm sure that's what's happening with the with the coaches in, in lundquist do they call you coach luds or luds what do they call you i hate coach i just say call me luds i i, I don't like it <clears throat> so, okay so um, you've embraced the Luds. So, like, if someone doesn't know you and they come up and they be like, "What's up, Luds?" You're you're cool with that. Oh yeah, it, it happens. I don't think, honestly, I don't. I think for years around around Dallas and playing and things like that, that's kind of how you're known. And I, 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 even when I first meet someone, I'm like, oh, don't 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 say Mister, don't say just I'm Luds. You know, it's it. I, I don't. I'm just Luds. That's okay. it. I'm, I'm the guy. I'm the guy at the end of the bar having a beer with whoever wants to sit there and chat. Uh, I'm the guy on the bike. I'm, I'm just, you know, that's why, man, I told you, that's why I didn't like the downtown stuff. Just that you, you find me out in the outskirts of some little shithole. <laughs> Have I earned spits yet? What's that? Have I earned the nickname spits yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Self-proclaimed spits and stuff. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I earned these reps. Come on, man. And you, and you come first, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say more like spittoon. We should just call you spittoon. <laughs> I don't know if that's a endearing name. <laughs> well, it might be appropriate, but I didn't say I didn't say it had to be endearing. Or maybe endearing headlights. Oh my goodness. Oh, that is uh, that is too funny. Hey, Nick Maroc on uh, Twitter says, "Tell Luds he still owes me twenty dollars." I don't know what that's from, but you know, tell tell Nick he's the most hated fan in hockey. Man, man, he <clears throat> he has no issues. He has no issues standing out there. But he's always uh, talk about a loyal Dallas Stars fan. Yeah, right? <clears throat> but but he'll go in. He'll go into the. He'll go into the lines then wherever they are on the road and he'll and somehow he gets the same damn seats. <laughs> I know to a visiting building and they know you're coming probably. I'm sure he's getting a reputation, <laughs> which is exactly what he'd like. But how does he know how does how does he get that? I, well, I can imagine. Okay, I'll give you this much for that seat. Yeah. 
He gets that seat, and, and then he takes that damn sign with him. That's ballsy. I know. I know. It, it, yeah. is, it is ballsy. I, I give him a uh, I give him a lot of credit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, he's a security team sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Ryan, Maybe he should hire you to be his bodyguard. Man, you know what? I've been known to chuck some nuts at times. Below yeah, two little peanuts. Two little peanuts. <laughs> well, I don't know if you had to go there, Luds. You no. know? I mean, come on. We've been together. I've rolled sometime. with you. I've rolled with you. You know if someone wants to drop, uh, I'm just going to uh, take my arm. I'm just going to take my arm. Say, Luds, I got this one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Just, right. Like you do, just like you do with the tab. <laughs> just put it to the side. Luds, I got, you got this one. All right. Ryan McDermott says, can't wait to listen to you guys. Stick tap to y'all for all the info insight. Go stars. Uh, Hunter P says, um, thoughts on Deshane so far. We talked about, we touched on him, thought he's been very noticeable in every game. I think he'd have some more points if he was on the Ben Johnston line. But I mean, I have no problem with uh, what Dadinoff's doing. Yeah. Um, again, again, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Like you have, I mean, what do they got? Five out of six points right now. Yeah, they're they're you know when <clears throat> again when you're when you're talking about <clears throat> spreading the love around, he he's in the same ballpark somewhere around 16, 17, 18 minutes. So <clears throat> that's what I mean. That's the good thing about bringing in veteran players that know who they are, that know possibly I'm not the exact same person I was when I was twenty three, twenty four, twenty five. I didn't have a lot of I didn't have. 28 teams, you know, my phone wasn't ringing off the hook this summer. Here's a team that offered me this. Here's a team that I looked at. I had whatever he, he may have had four or five different teams. And he went, this is the best fit for me, but I'm going to make it fit for them too. I'm going to be that player. So, I mean, just because he's, you know, a little bit older than Lundquist, maybe they come in with the same mentality. You know, I still got to be me, but, but I'm not, you know, I'm going to do my part here and whatever my part may be. And so, you know, he's been good. I, I, I really think I, I was I had a question mark coming in. So and I think in the last team or two he's been on, I don't think he was the right player for the for that particular team, the, the kind of style that he likes to play. And, you know, and again, it, and a lot of that is in coaching. I'm sure they've had conversations and listen, you can do what you do because, you know, here's the parts that we have. So there's a little more rope here with, with DeBoer. I think there's a, a more rope to, to do things offensively as long as you're defensively responsible, um, you know, to be who you are. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th 
only on Hulu. And, and finally, I don't know if you want to go here, Luds, but I'm just usually know- that means no. <laughs> then I, I, will, I, I, will. I will express my opinion. I personally feel that what they're doing with Hitchcock and Balfour is outstanding, and I give tons of credit to Brad Alberts um, for developing this Ring of Honor or Stars Local Hall of Fame. I think that's terrific to celebrate stars from the past because I don't think the stars of the past who built this franchise have been properly celebrated because without this 99 cup, um, I just don't think this team is where it is today. So um, I did want to say that, and kudos to the Stars organization um, for doing things like that. But I wanted to get your thoughts. Should Ed Belfour be in the rafters? Be in the, did you say rafters? Yeah. Should his, should his number be no, retired? If you're, if you're asking me, yeah. yes. Okay. No brainer for me. <clears throat> so I'll, I'll, I'll compare it to Chelly, to Chris Chelios. So, you know, Chelly played a long time, you know, when we were in Montreal, he left a year before I did. Chelly played a long time in Chicago. Chelly played a long time in Detroit. So could Chelly have his jersey in any of those three buildings? Yes. But Chelly is a Chicago Blackhawk. And Chelly's a local guy, you know, family, had a restaurant there and things like that. Ed Belfour, I don't think in his heart. And again, I've asked Ed this question. He, Yes, he won a cup in Dallas. You know, he did. But Ed considers himself a Chicago Blackhawk. And, and that's because that's where he broke in. That's where he, you know, it's kind of where it, maybe his heart is. So I, I should he. Yes, he should for for us, but you know, has he? Did he play there for eight, nine, ten years? Yeah, yeah. no. Maybe, maybe that's part of. Um, but he's going into the Hall of Fame, right? Great um, honor, the Dallas Stars Hall of Fame, deservedly yep. so. Um, I don't know. I think if you gave Eddie an opportunity to pick the jersey where it would want to be hung, I think it would be Chicago. Yeah. Um, I don't know that for well, I kind of do, but I'm not going to speak for Ed. Would it would it be a great honor for him? Absolutely. I don't know what the criteria is. I'm sure there has to be <clears throat> some kind of criteria for different types of awards. The Hall of Fame thing that he's going into. I mean, he he was. I mean, I'm not going to say he was the number one reason, but man, if he wasn't number one, he's in the top three. You know, you can throw Nui in there and Mo in there and Zubov in there and Yuri Letnin in there, you know, <clears throat> all those kind of guys. So um, the jersey, and it's funny, I, I think I told you this, I, I believe about Chelly is, and when I, I asked Chelly that on, on on my podcast, and I asked him, I said, Chelly, I'm always curious. And it's one of the questions I ask the Hall of Fame guys when I get a chance to talk to him. Like, what 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 is more, not, not that anything's more important than the other, but what is the big one? Is it is it the Stanley Cup? Is it um, that you're in the Hall of Fame? What is the big award? You, you've gotten all the awards. Which one's the biggest one? And I thought Chelly was going to say the Hall of Fame. And he said, Luds, I want my jersey hanging in Chicago Stadium. Hmm. And I was like, really? 
<clears throat> and he goes, yeah, from Chicago, all the things I just said. And he goes, when I'm gone, I want my kids to be able to walk into that building and see my name up there. So, and you know, and he, he got that right. And yep. so would Eddie want it? To, Eddie might want it in Toronto. Who knows where he'd want his Jersey hung, but my guess would be in Chicago, but he would not. Be. Why can't they be hung in all the buildings? I don't I, know. I, I, mean, I agree. Different player, teams have different standards. And they play for you. Why can't they hang the Jersey up there again? You know, you were talking about Chicago and Toronto though, for Eddie, you know, there, there's a lot of jerseys hanging up in them buildings. So there are um, none of your past teammates that you, I mean, your teammates, your, with everyone that's up there, you're good now. There are no other teammates that you say, hey, this person deserves to be, uh, you know, obviously there are a lot of you that still have to go into the Stars Hall of Fame, but as far as retiring the number, being up in the rafters, you're good with everybody. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> who's all up there? Tell me. Uh, Madonna, Zuboff, you know, Letton. And, and, and again, how many years did Neil Broughton play in Dallas? Uh, five. Uh, you yeah, should you Br- know that at the, just at the tip of your fingers? Didn't you have that? <laughs> Broughton was a Minnesota guy. I know that. How long did he? He came here when we moved here. I know, I know. Rossi's jersey is hanging in God. up in, in American Airlines. Right, I'm pulling it so, up right now. Uh, he played for the Stars. Oh, wow. Two years. Okay. So, and again, I'm not saying Neil's jersey doesn't deserve to be out Right, there. that's a carryover. But, You're right. But that's, you know, I mean, he was the first captain, maybe. Was Bratzi the first captain of the Dallas Stars? Probably. Maybe that's what they go on. I don't know. <clears throat> so, does... Is is that the proper one to have there? I I would think that if I would think that his jersey should be hanging in Minnesota, and it probably is. Maybe it is. I don't know. But maybe because it's the Wild now, not the yeah. North Stars, it's not. I don't. I don't really know. So you know, Olympic, you know, won a gold medal and all the other kinds. He's nicknamed Mister Minnesota, Hall right? of Fame. Um. So does that mean that your jersey doesn't get hung up in there? I don't know. Who, so who are the jerseys hanging right now in American Airlines? Like I know I should know that, but Lettinen, Madano, Zuboff, Broughton. Those are the reasons. No. Is Hatch hanging up there? No. Then we're getting into Minnesota days. So you're saying Darren Hatcher's jersey's not up there? I, I think Hatcher should be up there. I think Joe Noondike should be up there. Bill Masterson is up there. Yeah, well, again, he never played here. Right. But, but again, Bill that's Gold's part worthy. of the history, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> now, was Bill Masterson in all, all arenas? I don't know. I, yeah. I, I have no idea. Yeah. But but I'm just saying, I think Hatch should be there. Hatch played how many years in Dallas? Nine, ten, captain? And, and that's what First we have to – You would probably have to get um, some clarification from the stars because – you know, but then again, I don't even, we're doing this on the fly. Yeah, I know. I, I don't I, even I, think Neil Broughton's in the to, NHL to, Hall of to Fame. To me, Joe Newendike, Darian Hatcher are two jerseys I, I would be voting for. Um. So again, it's, yeah. 
there, there's lots of, it's not like it's Toronto and Chicago and, you know, right. Montreal and there's still room in them rafters. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like that. I like Hatcher. Absolutely. Uh, Broughton is in the U S hockey hall of fame, not in the NHL hall of fame. Yeah, so is Darian. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. How come Luds yeah. isn't got to get Luds in the U S hockey hall of fame, right? There's a bigger risk. There's a bigger list. Why he's not <laughs> why he should be. If only you had tried during those no, there's a bartender's Hall of tryout. Fame in the state of Wisconsin. I'm in that. <laughs> All right. Be on the lookout, Anaheim. Craig Ludwig is there this weekend. Let's all wish Coach, Coach Luds, or as he likes to say, Luds, uh, luck with his team. Go get him, Luds. Crush Anaheim, will you? All right. Be you're, a pleasure. We did it in the past, so we might as well do it to these guys, too. Yes. And we got a couple Colorado teams we're playing. So. Yeah. Crush them all, bud. Right. I want coach of the year, Craig Ludwig. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be able to. Again. Yeah. And, and when you get inducted into the stars hall of fame, cause I'm going to keep pushing for this. Dude, give it a rest. Do I get a seat at your table? Give it a rest. All right. I'm not yeah. They got little booster chairs. You're such a dick. We'll, you're a we'll dick. One for you. I hate God. You're a dick. I do this every week. You're a dick. I sit here and I promote you and I say, Luds, he's the man and everything. And this is what I get in return. All right. Like I said, it's like shooting fish in a barrel with you. For Luds, I'm Spitzy. Thank you so much for listening to Spitz and Suds on 105.3 The Fan. Have a great day, everyone.